0: What's up, Boom Team? Welcome back to the podcast, episode 8. I hope you guys are having a great day, week, night, whatever you guys are doing right now. I hope you guys are having a good time doing that. Um, and I hope it's treating you well, and I hope life is treating you pretty well. Um, I know it's been treating me pretty well lately, and um, yeah, let's just hop right into it. So uh, just yesterday, I recorded an episode of um, my friend's podcast, uh, Classically Important, so go check him out on YouTube. Um, we just talked about basically everything that I'm going to be talking about today, um, and then I also have another episode uh, lined up with my friend from Twitter, uh, L.P. Cruz. Um, he is like a he is a f- fantasy informant of mine. I'm not great at fantasy, so if I ever have a question, I usually go to him. Um, he, he's very well informed about football um and fantasy football so probably have some stuff to say about that um and yeah we're just kind of been chilling lately um nothing really new um you know we got some i'm going to a a boise state game tonight boise state football game i got some free tickets so i'm pretty excited about that they're playing wyoming it's only about 45 minutes away and if it's a free game if it's a free tickets to a to a college game like that you know i'll take it um but we got some big games coming up this week. Um, we're just going to talk about the Ravens game last night against Miami. Um, that I think almost everybody got this one wrong. I would be I would be very surprised if anybody had chose the the Dolphins uh, in this one. Um, the Dolphins defense absolutely destroyed um, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense, which is one of the most um, you know dynamic and electrifying offenses out there. Um, just Lamar Jackson, his own gives him gives them that uh, that status. And the Miami defense just held them to, I think it was maybe three or four first downs within, like, the first three quarters. It was, it was absolutely ridiculous. But um, what was good for the Ravens is that their defense did the exact same thing. Um, but eventually the Miami offense got going. Um, there was at one point where uh, Jacoby, Brissett, Jacoby Brissett was a starter. Um, and then at one point Jacoby Brissett got uh, sacked. And, um, he, had, something happened to his knee in the middle of the play. Um, and he got up, he was holding his knee, he was screaming. And then later on, um, you know, they let Tua go in. Um, cause even though he's got a busted finger, they, they don't really have anybody else. Um, so Tua went in and then Jacoby Brissett started to feel better. He went to go, go on the field. And then Brian Forrest basically told him no. Uh, He told him, no, you can't go on the field. You know, we're sticking with Tua, and that was the right move. I mean, Tua didn't – he fumbled the ball once, which almost turned the entire of the whole game, but that was because Patrick Queen came in basically unblocked. Um, But other than that, Tua was – Mostly, um, you know, uh, taking care of the ball in the beginning when he had first come in, you know, it's the injury was on his throwing finger. So he's going to be a little sloppy anyway. Um, but he had some really inaccurate passes to start and just looked like he, you know, wasn't really comfortable. And then once he actually got comfortable, that's when, uh, you know, the big plays downfield to Jalen Waddle started to come around. Um, Wilson on their team was absolutely electrifying, especially on end-around runs. He had this big end-around for, like, 64 yards, I think it was, that put them into range of scoring, um, and it was just, it was a very odd night, um, for football, but it was a very, very, uh, entertaining one if you're a defensive fan, um, and Tua, you know, like I said, eventually got going and got, uh, his, his, his rhythm back, which was nice to see, um. And other than that, Miami's offense really didn't produce all that much. Um, there was a, a huge, like, there was the weirdest thing that had ever happened, I think, in football was uh, um, there was a play where there was a screen pass to Miles Gaskin, was, and Miami was on, like, the three-yard, or not the three-yard line, on, like, a third and goal on, like, the 10. And they go to throw it, and Mark or Robert Hunt, I believe his name was, uh, last name's Hunt, I can't remember if it was Robert, though, but he uh, he's a line and he's a left guard. Um, he didn't, you know, uh, check in as eligible receiver. Um, but the whole screen pass had got blown up, and Tua was getting pressured, so he just threw it. And then Robert Hunt catches the ball, um, and just runs to the end zone with it. And he he did score. He got he got the ball across the plane, but he didn't report as eligible, so it didn't count. Um, but he, it was actually a pretty athletic play, because for you know for a big lineman, you know, you don't really expect them to be able to. To do all the things that like wide receivers, running backs can do, but this man uh, had the ball, juke somebody out, um, missed it broke a tackle, and then as he got tackled again, one of the safeties for the Ravens hit him um, in the legs. He flipped over, and it, as he's flipping in mid air, he reaches across the goal line. Uh, the ball breaks the plane. He does score, but um, it technically didn't count. So Miami had to settle for three in that one. But it was uh, it it was a crazy yeah turn of events. I was sitting there, I was watching. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Um, Unfortunately, I had uh, the Ravens' defense on in fantasy, so I only got a couple points out of them because Miami did end up putting up uh, 22 points. Um, but overall, um, the Ravens' defense played well, I thought, um, for as long as they did as well. Um, and then Miami defense absolutely shut out the Ravens. And this is two games now that they've played very well Um obviously the first one was against uh, the Texans so it's not that wasn't a great measuring stick but this one i mean it is a primetime game you know crazy things happen on primetime games all the time um but this was this was a very good showing for Miami for a 2 and 7 team to play as well as they did um it was very encouraging for uh Miami fan base and uh, Tua just he he stepped right up and he took over and um he really he really led the dolphins to um to the win, I thought. I thought he played a great game, especially for being off for so long. Um, and, you know, that the fact that Brian Flores said, you know what, we're going to stick with um, Tua, you know, uh, Jacoby, stay over there, you know, just in case, you know, you get hurt again or whatever. But Tua, you know, he played well and he earned the spot and he earned the win. Um, and, yeah, but the Ravens sideline was absolutely losing their mind, usually in these, like, fourth quarter comebacks that they've had, which they've had three this season, so they were due to... To not to not make one not make a fourth comeback, I thought, but um, they they were visibly frustrated, and that, that's a difference from when they were able to make their their comebacks. Um, Lamar Jackson doesn't usually get visibly frustrated; um, he's usually very calm and collected, especially in those crunch time situations. But uh, I think the heat got to them as well. Um, it was a very humid night in Miami, um, and I'm not you know blaming the Ravens' performance on the humidity. But I do think it played a factor in, you know, the uh, the shortness of the fuse that say Lamar Jackson or you know any Ravens players had. I think they were frustrated, um, partly because they were so hot, and then they you know couldn't get anything going really. Um, and I think they just got outplayed in Miami. I think Miami felt the home crowd, um, and they had a lot of the momentum. And I think they just played a better game. Um, it does make the NFC or the uh, AFC North uh, a more interesting division because every team has at least five wins um and the ravens fall down to six and three so there's a lot a lot of football to be left left to be played um so we'll see what happens but uh yeah i think the Ravens just had an off night um i thought it was a surefire win that's why i played the defense um and i picked them uh just yesterday for for the game but you know things happen um, we're just going to touch on some big headlines um, before we hop into uh, last week's recap and then this week's picks and the, pro, uh, the power rankings, just like we usually do. Um, but big headlines was Odell Beckham Jr. to the Rams. Um, this was a signing that I, I had foreseen coming, but I it was kind of joking about it when I said it. The, the Rams are a team that, you know, do not lack talent at all. You know, they got Cooper Cub, Robert Woods, Matt Stafford, Daryl Henderson, you name it, they've got it. You know, I mean, Tyler Higbee's a... a Great tight end. He hasn't been as productive as he used to be um, this year, but that's also because you know his whole team is superstars, and now Odell Beckham Jr. is signing, and they have Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, you know, just to name a few. <laughs> um, and I, I had talked to a friend, and I was like, you know, what if uh, what if he goes to the Rams? And I was joking. I was like, Nah, he's not gonna go to the Rams. Like they just don't have the money. They might not have the money, or you know, he might just not want to go there because you know there's so much talent. He's probably not gonna get the ball as much um but then you, matt stafford is a better quarterback than baker mayfield so maybe that that was a deciding factor for him he's like you know what i'm gonna stick with with, uh, with matt stafford we're just gonna go because the Raven, the rams are all in this year they are all in you know they're they are not missing anything like if they if it's it's super bowl or bust for the rams which uh i think a lot of people already have them picked um as a super bowl maybe favorite or just like a super bowl contender for sure um but, yeah, so the signing to for Odell to the Rams is a big one. Um, we'll see how it affects the uh, fantasy production for players like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Um, I don't know if he'll play on Monday. Um, he might uh, because they did sign him on Thursday, uh, late Thursday afternoon, so they do have some time to get him there, but I'm not sure if they're going to um, have him play. But, I mean, it is a Monday game, so they have a lot of time, so they could debut Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. in the same game, which would be absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah that's the big headlines other than um, Nick Chubb um, is out right now with COVID for the for the, the Cleveland Browns and he has the ability to come back um, but we're not really sure because he is vaccinated so he doesn't have to do the whole um, I believe if you're unvaccinated it's a 10-day protocol that you have to be out but since he is vaccinated I think the rules are you have to submit two negative COVID tests um, and then you are allowed to play again. So for fantasy owners and for the Browns themselves, because they have a big one against the Patriots this week, um, you know they're they're really hoping that Nick Chubb will come back, but I don't really foresee him coming back. Um, moving on to the overall season record, um, I am now eighty-seven and forty-eight in my game picks. I feel pretty good about that one. Um, I'm usually the opposite <laughs> at this point in this season, but let's all, let's see. Moving on to Thursday night football last week, uh, the Colts and the Jets. Um, just about a week ago now, this was. You know, just an absolute hammering by the Colts. Um, They they took it straight to the Jets. Jonathan Taylor had an unbelievable game. Carson Wentz played the best football that he could have, Um, and it all came at a great time because when the Jets got the ball in the beginning of the game, you know, Mike White and the Jets went right down the field and scored um, on on the Colts, and you thought, well, this actually might be a game. You know, is Mike White actually this good? Um, And he he seemed to be. You know, he made. He made some good throws. He found um, Elijah Moore in the end zone, and it was seven to seven before you knew it. Um, and then as he was throwing the I can't believe I, I think it was the touchdown pass or the pass before that but he had got hit in the hand a lot of quarterbacks have been getting have been happening to, uh, or this has been happening to them lately like Drew Brees last year Russell Wilson this year um, Tua Tugavailoa this year is uh, he was throwing and then he got hit in the hand um, by one of the defensive linemen for the Colts I, I think it was DeForest Buckner and he was having like a like a forearm slash hand issue like he was having a hard time gripping the ball um, without any pain and like when he would release. Really sit when he would throw um, he would feel a lot of pain kind of shoot through his arm the Jets had to play uh, Josh Johnson who uh, I thought played fine he w- was able to get some late late game scores and the, the game was pretty much over by the time that the Jets had actually started scoring um, he had thrown uh, through two touchdowns himself uh, so you know he, he played well but this was really a decided game right from the start when uh, Jonathan Taylor and heem Hines basically took over in the first first half you kind of knew it was over um, but yeah, this this was a pretty easy one. Um, the Colts ended up winning forty-five to thirty, and I I got this one right, thank God. Um, next up was uh, Dallas versus the Broncos. Uh, this this was a this was a, a hard one to watch. Um, yeah, I'm a Dallas fan. You guys know this. Um, and the Broncos were up, I think thirty to zero. I believe it was um, before the Cowboys had even scored. Um, the Broncos just played the games of their lives. Um, Teddy Bridgewater played an absolutely fantastic game. Tim Patrick you know went off um who was uh williams and melvin gordon both went off they, it was just the broncos were all over the place the uh, past defense for the broncos was on point um and they the thing is is with the broncos their defensive line they they were getting pressure on dak prescott with three guys um that's how well they were playing they just were constantly pressuring dak prescott they shut down the run for dallas and they they just couldn't they couldn't not get uh, Like, get the offense off the field. Um, You know, the Cowboys' offense couldn't stay on, um, and they just couldn't do anything. And it's not like they were playing horrible. Dak Prescott had some overthrown balls to CeeDee Lamb and um, just some missed chances. But, and and Amari Cooper had a drop pass that could have been a fourth down or a, a third down conversion. And that, that really could have swayed the game, and Dallas could have scored on this drive, but it was just the Broncos took every opportunity that they got and they ran with it, and quite literally ran with it. They ran the ball straight down the Dallas Cowboys' throat multiple times, um, and it was a really impressive showing for the Denver Broncos. Um, and what was there was a play in the third quarter, it was early in the third quarter. Um, I think the score was like 22-0, and... Uh, Dallas had, you know, held the Broncos to, um, a punt and it was like way back in uh, the Broncos territory and they go to punt it and they block the kick. Um, but the way the kick had gotten blocked is he kicked it, but it, it got blocked at the same time. So it kind of ricocheted and it had, it was in the air and it went onto the line of scrimmage. It's the rule is that if you go, if the ball is blocked, but it goes past the line of scrimmage, then it's anybody's ball. Because it's like it's as it's as if um, they had punted it, and a Dallas player had um, caught it, and then uh, then the other team recovered it. It's like a muffed punt kind of thing, Um, and so the Broncos had recovered it. So as Dallas thought that the 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 momentum had shifted, and they might have a chance to score now. And that they they didn't anymore. The Broncos had the ball, so it just seemed like everything, um, when it came to momentum for the Broncos, had shifted, or um, it had shifted in their favor. And they just played an absolutely phenomenal game. And uh, this is one that's really going to hurt for Dallas. Um, the next game is uh, the Falcons and the Saints. The uh, Falcons pulled this one off, 27-25, and they thought about choking this one away to the Saints. Um, Cordell or Patterson had a fantastic game. He was all over the place. He had the 64-yard reception to seal the game um, for the Falcons, and the Saints just really they got iced by a, uh, a defense, uh, division opponent um, early in this game. The Falcons were up, um, up late in this game. I believe it was... Uh, 24 to 10 by before the saints had actually started a, a comeback and the saints really, they really almost came back in this one. Um, but the Falcons were just able to hold on long enough. And Matt, Matt, uh, Matt Ryan has been playing some phenomenal football, um, for as old as he is at 36 years old, which isn't, you know, as old as somebody who's like Tom Brady, but Matt, Matt Ryan's on the back end of his career. You know, he had his uh, Super Bowl run he had his MVP run um, but he played some phenomenal football in this game and he, he even did so much that not only passing but on his feet um, he was juking out Saints Defenders and he was running for first downs it was it was as if Matt Stafford had you know aged 10 years less and was able to run more it was phenomenal um, to watch Matt Stafford and um, this was a fun one to watch if you have game pass or something and you're looking to uh, f- find a fun game to watch I would definitely watch this one Next up is the uh, Panthers and the Patriots. Uh, The Panthers pulled this one off, or sorry, the Patriots pulled this one off, uh, 24 to six. I got this one right, Um, and I I half expected this one to be closer, um, but also not because um, Sam Darnold had gotten hurt in this game with a shoulder injury. So right when that happened, I knew the game was over. but you know this one. This one was was a pretty good game. Um, I didn't really. I did not gotten a chance to watch it yet. But from what I heard, uh, the Patriots have just been rolling everybody. Um, they have been picking everybody apart, and they're playing to their strengths. Um, and they're very well coached. And Mac Jones just doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes um, at quarterback, and he's just doing a fantastic job. All right, next up we got the Bengals and the Browns. Um, This was a beatdown that I don't think anybody really expected. Um, The Bengals have started to show some inconsistencies in their games. Um, They're not really pulling up and... and making the big plays and showing up and make playing these games very well against these big teams like the Browns, um, like the Ravens, they beat the Ravens, but you know, who knows what they, if they're going to do that again when they're losing to these teams that they really should beat up on, um, Nick Chubb absolutely ruined the Bengals in this game. Uh, the Bengals don't have the best run defense and they absolutely exploited that. Um, but even Baker Mayfield was balling out in this game, throwing uh, touchdown passes to Donovan people Jones. Um, The Bengals just didn't really show up, and the Browns' uh, offense and defense just really ran them over this game. And there's not a whole lot uh, else to say about this one. Uh, The Bengals really need to figure it out. They are now technically in the bottom of the division, but um, the whole division is tied, so there's no real bottom um, right now. But the Bengals are starting to really sink, and they need to figure it out soon if they want to have a chance to make it into the playoffs. Uh, next up is the Bills and the Jags. I think everybody on the planet got this game wrong. Um, the Bills lost this game 9-6, to um, to the Jags. Uh, the Jaguars played a great game defensively, just like Miami did last night. Um, they were able to shut down Josh Allen, they were able to shut down the running game, and they were just able to get down the field and get close enough to where they could score uh, field goals on the Bills' defense. Um, and the weirdest thing ever happened in this game, there were two players named Josh Allen in this game. I'm sure you um, you guys have heard about it by now, but there were two players with the same name on different teams. Um, and one Josh Allen, who's the quarterback of the uh, Buffalo Bills, did well, and then the other one did not. <laughs> um, uh, Josh Allen on the Bills did not have a great day at all and then Josh Allen who is a um, defensive player for the Jaguars um, had the game of his career he had eight, uh, 8 tackles he had I believe it was 1 for a loss he had 1 fumble recovery and an interception um, and yeah the Jags just played phenomenal in this game and they really showed up and It's a top AFC power and you don't really see that all that often um, next up is the Texans and the dolphins. I had the Texans in this one. I'm going to stop picking against the dolphins here in a minute. Cause I got this one wrong as well. Um, I had the Texans beating the dolphins, but the dolphins won 17 to nine, um, in a game that had five turnovers. Um, and it was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, it, this game was a, a hard one to watch, um, but I also heard that it's rather exciting because there were so many turnovers in it. Um, but yeah, Dolphins beat the Texans, and the Texans just drops finite or substantially um, in the power rankings for this. And the Dolphins are starting to climb a little bit. You know, they rattled off two in a row. Who knows? they they're not making the playoffs this year, but um, who knows how many they can pull off before the end of the season. Uh, next up is the giants and the Raiders. I had the giants in this one. Um, I haven't been able to watch this one just yet, but, um, the, the giants, like I've said before is when they can pull it off, they can pull it off. Like they have the talent there to win games like this one, for example, uh, with the Raiders. Um, and the Raiders, I think felt the effects of losing, um, a lot of players uh, this past week, you know, with the Henry Rugg situation. Then they just lost another one, um, with, uh, uh Javante and they've just been they've been depleted um and they've been really trying to bounce back from all the off off the field stuff and uh, then the, the only thing that could be worse that happened to them is if uh, Derek Carr gets hurt and they lose their starting quarterback I mean at that point that's when the Raiders have gone through 10 years of badness in in a couple weeks um but yeah I took the Giants in this one I was pretty comfortable with that and we got that one right um, next up was the Chargers and the Eagles. Um, I, this one was really close, um, and it was really fun. It's kind of what I expected. Um, the Eagles have a really fun, fast-paced offense, and so do the Chargers. Um, and the Chargers always were, felt like they were in control of this one, but it, it never really felt like it was going to get too far out of hand. Um, but the Eagles definitely stuck around, and they, they made it worth the Chargers' while, and this was a fun one to watch. Um, the next game is going to be uh, the Packers and the Chiefs. Uh, this game was the fifth most watched game all season long without Aaron Rodgers. Um, the Chiefs ended up winning 13-7, to um, and the Packers were playing with Jordan Love at quarterback, and he looked inexperienced which he is um he didn't look good in in the pocket he looked uncomfortable he was making a lot of uh a lot of overthrown balls a lot of underthrown balls just did not look comfortable at all and the Chiefs were able to take advantage but just barely I mean as much as of a good win this is for the Chiefs um it's not a great one because I don't think you I don't think the Chiefs win this game if Aaron Rodgers is on the field um the Chiefs didn't play well at all. I mean, the Packers have a great defense, but they, they played well enough to be able to win. Um, but, you know, if you're the Chiefs, this is a win that you're taking. And you're running with it, just like the Giants game. And uh, a lot has been going right um, for the Chiefs when it comes to their games. You know, Aaron Rodgers not playing. They're playing against the Giants. You know, those kind of things. They're Those are going right to, enough to where they're starting to climb back in the division race. Um, but, yeah, if I'm the Chiefs, I'm running away with this one. And the Packers, I'm starting to get a little worried about uh, Jordan Love being my quarterback. Uh, next up, I have the Cardinals and the 49ers. Even without DeAndre Hopkins or Kyler Murray, the uh, Cardinals just, um, were able to pull it off against the 49ers uh, with Colt McCoy at quarterback. Um, it was just a heroic effort by Colt McCoy to uh, to lead this team, and James Conner was able to uh, lead the running backs as uh, Chase Edmonds was out as well. They've The Cardinals have been bitten by the injury bug lately, and uh, so have the 49ers, honestly. Um, But the Cardinals have been bitten by the injury bug, and unless they can get back, I mean, their season's starting to crumble just a little bit um, because their players are starting to really, really diminish um, a lot as to how many they have, who they have, and um, what they're going to be able to do with it. I still have the Cardinals high up there. I think with if when Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins come back, um, I think that they'll be good to go, and I think they're going to be that top NFC power that they have been. Um, but it's starting to, it's, it's starting to, to worry me um, with how many injuries they've gotten, just how long they could hold on. Um, next up was probably the upset of the week. Uh, actually, probably not the upset of the week. I would say the second biggest upset of the week um, with the Rams uh, losing to the Tennessee Titans 28-6 to without Derrick Henry. Um the Titans had signed Adrian Peterson um the week that uh Derrick Henry had gotten hurt and he didn't play that much. Um it was mostly Nichols, um or Mick Nichols, um, who had led the running backs, but um it was the Titans defense who was the star of this game. They shut down Matt Stafford. Um they even injured Matt Stafford, but he, he should be good to go. It was just a little ankle twist. Um, but they shut down Matt Stafford. Cooper Cup still had his annual, you know, uh receptions and twenty fantasy points and, you know, he still did well, but You know, they were able to shut down the offense of the Rams and give uh, the Titans uh, offense with Ryan Tannehill as many chances as they wanted. Um, And they got them. And even so, with those chances, they still didn't score all that much. Um, The Titans defense had two touchdowns. Um, or sorry a touchdown uh, which helped you know get them get them even more points um, and it was just absolutely phenomenal defensive uh, showing by the Titans and you couldn't really ask for much more and the Titans defense has been you know doing well in these past couple weeks and against these big teams and it really starts to make you wonder if the Titans are for real this year Um I still think that Ryan Tannehill might hinder them a little bit um, this season but We'll see. The Titans' defense has been playing absolutely phenomenal, though, these past couple weeks. And if you have a defense that you need to get um, in fantasy, I would go with the Titans for right now. Um, Monday, I have I had the Steelers beating the Bears, even though I did not have them beating the Bears in this fashion. Um, I didn't see the, the Steelers winning it late in the game. Um, the Bears are starting to come back, and Justin Fields started to really really show off his talents and um, the ability of throwing the ball and running the ball. Um, he absolutely took over the game and then the referee stepped in. Um, there were so many terrible calls that I can't even get into right now. Um, but the Steelers won this one, but it's ugly. It was an ugly win, just like a lot of their wins are. And uh, yeah, they won 29 to uh, 27. But I re- even though I picked the Steelers, I was really pulling for the Bears by the end of this game because of how bad the, the calls were. Um, it was just, it was unbearable to watch. All right, so my picks for this week. Um, I have Sunday. I have the Patriots at the Browns. Um, I think the Browns. There's just too much, uh, too many questions whether or not you know who's gonna play. You know what they're gonna be able to do. Of uh, Nick Chubb's gonna be able to play. Is um, De'Andre Johnson the uh, the starting running back? Is Kareem Hunt coming back? I think there's too many questions on offense um, to be able to compete with the Patriots' defense, which is a very good one. Um, and I think the Patriots' offense is just going to continue to do what they do, and that's consistently move the ball, just kind of slowly inch their way down the field and uh, get those either field goals or touchdowns. You know, there's not a whole lot of possessions where the Patriots go without scoring. Um, next up, Bills and Jets. I think the Bills have their comeback win over the Jets. Um, I think they're going to really beat up on them. If you got somebody on the Bills um, in fantasy, or if you got the Bills' defense, I would definitely go with them this week because I think the Bills are going to roll the Jets. I think they had their their there's their bad game against the against the jags this past week and i think they're they're pretty angry and i think they're going to want to really beat up on a on a bad team Next up, I had the Bucks over Washington, both of these teams coming off a bye week, but I don't really see anybody beating the Buccaneers right now, um, which we'll get into later um, with the power rankings, but the Buccaneers are just, they're too good, you know, they're too good, they're too consistent, and other than Gronkowski, they're not that injury prone either, um, which is, some, except for their secondary, but their secondary is slowly inching their way back um, to being what it was. Um, but they're, they're a really good team. They're really consistent. And, um, I, I don't see why you would pick against them unless they're playing, you know, a real contender, which Washington just isn't. Um, next up I have Dallas over the Falcons. Um, I think this is going to be the same case as the bills and the jets. I think they're going to, you know, a team that, um, is legit. And in, in Dallas, I think they're going to beat up on a Falcons team that, you know, had their good win last week against the saints, but I don't really see them, um, pulling it off again this week at all. Um, And, yeah, I I could see the Dallas uh, defense really taking it um, to Matt Ryan this week. Uh, next up, I have the Titans over the Saints. I'm going to not choose against the Titans um, right now. Uh, I think the defense is too hot. I think the offense is just clicking too well with um, who they have, even though it's really just A.J. Brown who's that superstar name. And A.J. Brown's not even really a superstar caliber player just yet because um, he's a star, but then there's that upper echelon of like superstar players when it comes to like, Tom Brady um, and those kind of players um but yeah i mean julio jones isn't that productive um adrian peterson you know is starting to get back into it um he's in phenomenal shape for how long he was out for um mcnichols their running backs uh, he's he's a good solid uh, elusive back he's a really good um counter to adrian peterson who's more of like your hammer your power back and then ryan Tannehill, as long as he can make good decisions um and connect with his wide receivers then i think he'll be just fine um but if it comes to where Ryan Tannehill starting to have like a Miami Dolphins, Ryan Tannehill kind of thing where, you know, he's not making great decisions and he's passing the ball up and down the field to, to the opposite team, then that's where you're going to have problems. But I think the Titans defense is good enough to get them through these next couple of games um next up I got the Colts over the Jags I'm playing Carson Wentz and Jonathan Taylor in fantasy so I'm I'm taking the Colts on this one um I I think it's pretty easy to pick um the Colts for this um they I think they have two really easy matchups with the Jets last week and Jags this week um and I think the Jags had their magic game of the season and um, I see the Colts rolling the Jets in this one or the Jags in this one and the Colts have been playing great football lately Uh, next up, I have the Steelers over the Lions. Um, the Steelers have been winning ugly, but I don't really see the Lions beating anybody at all. Um, but then again, I could see if they had to have one win and it was an upset win, I could see it being the Steelers. So this one's kind of a, a, a toss up for me because, you know, for some reason, there are some matchups when you look at it week in, week out, you're like, are they going to (laughs) win? Like, are they really going to win? Like The Steelers should win this one, but are they going to? So I'm going to stick with my gut and go with the Steelers, but something tells me that the Lions are going to pull this off. Um, next up, I have the Chargers and the Vikings. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers in this one. I think the Vikings are going to continue to struggle, um, and I think before the season's out, I think my Z- Mike Zimmer is either going to lose his job before the season is over or just after. Um, and I don't think the Vikings are going to uh, make the playoffs this year. I think the Bears are going to have that wild card spot because um, I think the Vikings are going to continue to struggle. Um, and I think the Chargers are going to continue to right their ship and uh, beat up on a Vikings team that's really identi- like without an identity right now. Um, next up, I have the Cardinals and the Panthers. Uh, I'm taking the cards in this one because um, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins should be back, so the offense should be back at full power. Um uh, unless Chase Edmonds doesn't come back, I haven't read up on that one just yet. Um, and the Panthers did sign Cam Newton yesterday um, in the absence of Sam Darnold, but I don't really see you know the return of Cam Newton being the deciding factor against you know one of the best teams in the NFC. Um, Cam could have, you know, a great comeback game. You know, players tend to do that. They either have a really great comeback game or they have a really awful one. Um, So, and Cam Newton's an unbelievable athlete, so he could um, easily, you know, come back and win this game with ease. But um, I don't really see that happening right now against the Cardinals team. That's, you know, when they're not injured is one of the most complete teams in football. Uh, Next up is the Packers and the Seahawks. As of right now, Russell Wilson is playing, from what I know. Um, I haven't heard a whole lot about Aaron Rodgers, though, playing. Um, I know he would be done with his COVID protocols um, when it comes to like how much time he has to miss but he's been getting fined by the nfl for not following covid protocols and so have the green bay packers um so we'll see i haven't he's not activated right now that i know of um i'm taking the packers right now just because i think the defense is good enough to stop russell wilson at least hold him off for a little while and i think if jordan love starts this game i think the seahawks defense is bad enough to where they can uh pick him apart and i think they'll be able to run, run away with a, with a decent win over the seahawks Uh, Next up is the Broncos and the Eagles. Um, I have the Broncos in this one. Um, I think they continue to roll as like a middle, like an upper middle team. Um, I don't really see them, you know, absolutely hammering the Eagles like they did um, against the Cowboys. But if they do, then I'll probably start to think of the Broncos a little bit different. Um, Yeah, the Eagles, I think this is going to be a a high scoring one because I think the Eagles have a great offense. Um, And yeah, we'll see how this one goes, but I'm taking the Broncos. Uh, next up is Chiefs over Raiders. Um the Chiefs have been winning games ugly just like the Steelers have been, but they've been winning them. That's the important thing. Um and I can see the Chiefs beating the Raiders in this one. Um the Raiders came off a bad win against the Giants or a bad loss against the Giants and they've just been missing a lot and there's a lot of drama off the field that I think is really distracting. Um, I think this is going to be a close game. I'd give it like a three-point, you know, difference. Um, I'd like a 27-24, you know, 21-18 kind of game. And I think Max Crosby has a great game, but I think the Chiefs ultimately pull it out. Monday Night Football um, is the Rams and the 49ers. Uh, like I said, if Odell Beckham Jr. debuts with Von Miller, that'd be awesome. You know, you get to see the kind of the new look uh, Rams um, against the 49ers, the 49ers team that is. Uh, Hurt a lot. Uh, There's a lot of questions on the offense. Is Elijah Mitchell going to play? Is Debo Samuel going to play? You know, who's going to be starting a quarterback? It's all over the place for the 49ers. and I think Kyle Shanahan's really going to try and scheme this up because this would be a great win for the 49ers, and I think it would really save his job. Because um, I don't think Kyle Shanahan's in too hot water as of right now um, because they're, you know, their new quarterback got hurt, and then you know the Jimmy Garoppolo is starting to play well some weeks, and then other weeks he doesn't. So it's really up and down for the 49ers. Um, but I'm taking the Rams in this one just because I think they're more complete and they're less injury-prone than the 49ers right now. We're going to return with the power rankings right after this break. All right, and welcome back. So we're going to hop into our power rankings real quick, and then we'll be heading on out of here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, let's start at the bottom this week. I've been starting at the top every single week, so let's start at the bottom. Um, this week I got the Lions. Uh, you know, they're the only team that doesn't have a win. I don't think you can really argue um, any other spots that or any other team that would be in the 32nd spot. Um, next up it goes the Texans, Jets, and Washington Football Team. Um, I see these three as all you know, kind of identity identityless, um, kind of lost teams. Uh, they're not really great on offense. Uh, the Jets could probably be above the Washington. football football team, um, but, you know, with their performance against the Colts recently, uh, I don't really see them getting any higher anytime soon unless uh, Mike White continues to have, you know, good, per, um, good production, um, which it looked like he was going to um, against the Colts, like I said, but ultimately that just wasn't the case. Um, Next up, it goes Jacksonville. Uh, The Dolphins, who I had climbing up at the bottom of this or at the the top of this pack of, like, bad teams. Because, I mean, the win against the Ravens, that's a huge one. So um, I think they deserve to be at 27 because they were at 29. Um, Next is... Uh, 26 Falcons, 25 Seahawks, and 24 Giants. Um, the Seahawks are probably going to climb this list uh, substantially once Russell Wilson um, comes back and you know maybe gets a couple wins under their belts. Um, Russell Wilson is just the heart and soul of Seattle, and I really don't see them not um, climbing without him um, or with him. Uh, 23 is the Panthers, 22 are the Eagles, 21 are the Bears. Uh, the Panthers are at 23, and they dropped. Uh, uh, what was it? Five spots, six spots, um, because of the loss of Sam Darnold, and they're just so injury prone. And they have they went from three and or three and zero oh to four and five. I mean, they lost five of their last six. I don't really I don't really know what else you can say other than they've just been perf- underperforming um, ever since that fast start. And everybody thought, you know, hey, maybe the Panthers are going to be something this year, and Sam Darnold turning around. That was just not the case um and 21 was the bears uh, the bears I think have just shown great um progression throughout the season obviously Justin Fields had a very slow start especially with the game against the browns where he just got absolutely demolished um but he's slowly become more comfortable in the pocket there he's become a great connection with Darnell Mooney um not so much with um Allen Robinson but that's just how it goes some quarterbacks mesh better with other wide receivers and Allen Robinson might be on his way out of Chicago but I mean he'll find a place somewhere in, if that's the case um, but I think Chicago's too keen on getting rid of him, but, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll drop him and give him to another team in a trade or let him go in free agency, and then what'll happen is maybe they'll draft um, some younger wide receivers, and, you know, then Darnell Mooney's still a young wide receiver, and you start to have a young core in um, Chicago, so they're definitely building, but Justin Fields, I think, is a great, start, uh, great place to start. Uh, next up is the Steelers at 20, 49ers at 19, Vikings at 18, Broncos at 17. I had the Broncos climbing two spots this week um, with the impressive win over Dallas. I could definitely see them breaking the top 15 if they continue to play well. Um, And yeah, I was really impressed with the Broncos this past week, so I thought they deserved uh, deserved to be over the Vikings, um, who continue to choke and to lose those big games. 16, I have the Browns. 15, I have the Colts. 14 I have the Chiefs and 13 I have the Saints I have the Browns at 16 um, right now primarily because like I said the the injury question is is always there every single week whether it's Baker Mayfield whether it's Nick Chubb cream hunt you know whoever it is um, there's always an injury question that kind of gets answered right at game time and it, um, then it seems another person gets hurt so that's why they're so low even though they're they're lower than the Bengals and they pulled off the win against the Bengals this week um, I, I still think the Browns uh, deserve to be down here just because because the injury question is just so high, but if they can figure it out, if they can stay healthy, they could definitely climb back into the top 10 like they were. Um, let me see, I had 12 the Raiders, 11 the Bengals, and 10 the Chargers. Um, I think the Chargers are going to go on another four game stint here um, before they lose another one. Um, they had a great showing uh, this last week against the Eagles. It was a close game, but they had a really good showing offensively. Um, and I think they're going to just keep running away with it with these games. And I'm, uh, they're definitely going to probably keep climbing if they can keep playing good football. Um, the Bengals had to drop a couple spots. I think they, they dropped three spots. It was They were number eight last week um, just because the loss to the Browns is a very embarrassing one, and they're starting to show some inconsistencies in their game, which is really not what you want. Um, number nine, I have the Patriots. Eight, I have the Ravens. Seven, I have the Cowboys. Patriots break the top ten this week. Um, they've just been playing really consistent, great football. Um, like I said, Mac Jones is you know probably the best quarterback in this rookie class. Um, there's not a lot else you can say. Um, other than they've just been playing great football, um, unlike some of these other teams that lost this week. Um, the Ravens, you know, got upset last night, and uh, they barely beat the Vikings last week. Um, so with how many close games that they've been in, um, I'm not, probably not going to put them in the top five uh, anytime soon if they continue to play that way. Um, and same thing for Dallas is, you know, unless they correct their uh, the way they played against the Broncos, um, which I expect them to do, um, they could drop even farther. But they're still in the top ten, so it's nothing nothing to be too too upset about. Um, number six, I have the Packers. Number five, I have the Cardinals, and number four, I have the Bills. I kept the Packers um, in the top ten um, because even though Aaron Rodgers is out, he will eventually return. Um, at least that's what everybody's expecting. Um, so I think that they still deserve to be there because with Aaron Rodgers, they I think they win against the Chiefs and um, they keep they keep rolling uh, right up to the, to their winning ways. Um, next up with the Cardinals, uh, they're just getting bit by the injury bug. Um, so I had to drop them a couple spots, but not very many. They're still in the top five. Um, then number four, I had the bills. Uh, It was an embarrassing loss to the Jaguars. So even though they're still in the top five, um, they had to drop from number one. Um, number three, I have the Titans. Uh, the Titans have been just on a hot streak and, you know, I kept them down in the, like 14, 13 categories because I thought that they weren't that great without Derrick Henry, but uh, they proved us all wrong um, and watched them prove us wrong again this week um, against the Saints, and uh, I think they deserve to be top three, and I think the only reason that they're not top two in terms of power ranking um, is because these two other teams have just been super consistent and some of the big signings. Um, Rams are number two. They're the big signing team with Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller. Um, I think with those additions, I think they're going to be pretty pretty unstoppable. Um, we'll see when it comes to playoff times and when they play big teams, um, when they play teams like Seattle um, and Arizona and all those teams, um, and who they have, whoever they see in the playoffs, you know, we'll figure it out um, those times around. But um, you know, roster-wise and talent-wise, I don't really see how you can't put them within the top three. Um, yes, they lost to the Titans, but um, I do think that they are a better team than the Titans. I think it was just the Titans' day in that game. And then number one is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can't say enough about this team. Um, they're super talented. They're well led. They're well coached, um, and they're young for the most part with uh, Devin White leading the defense. Um, and you know you can't really you can't really say enough about the um, about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they made another Super Bowl run. This team is just really good. And um, you know whether it's Tom Brady's last year or not, we never know anymore. Um, but you know they're they're always going to be good hands when they got 12 at quarterback. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Boom Team Podcast. I really appreciate you guys listening to it. Um, I've been updating the TikTok a little bit more, trying to get some of you guys more engaged into the podcast, reaching out to you guys more on other social media platforms. Uh, Speaking of social media platforms, follow me personally on uh, twitter and instagram at uh, dakota.nutter it's just d-a-k-o-t-a dot uh, n-u-t-t-e-r it's all lowercase Um, same thing for the podcast Uh, follow boom team podcast on instagram it's all lowercase Um, and that's the same thing for the tiktok Um, watch out for new collaboration episodes coming out soon thank you guys so much for listening and i'll see you guys on the flip side